Thank you for calling Gaywire. Your call is very important to us. Press 1 for fourth wave feminism. Press 2 for a strangely in-depth discussion about where the worms have gone. Press 3 for... You have chosen option 3. Please stay on the line. Thank you for choosing option 3. Hello and welcome to Gaywire, where everything's at least a little bit queer. I'm Ash and my pronouns are they, them. And I'm Artemis and my pronouns are she, her. We're coming from CJSR 88.5 FM in so-called Edmonton, which is on Treaty 6 territory. This week, we are shaking things up a bit and we're doing a crossover with our other show, Humans of Amplify Podcast Edition, run by the St. Albert Amplify Youth Advisory Committee. In Amplify's episode, we talked about how art is a part of one's identity, just like being 2S LGBTQIA+. This week, we are shaking things up a little bit, and we're doing a crossover with our other show, Humans of Amplify Podcast Edition, run by the St. Albert Amplify Youth Advisory Committee. In Amplify's episode, we talked about how art is a part of one's identity, like being 2S LGBTQIA+. In this episode, we'll be following up on that idea by talking about how art and identities can change with a person. If you want to hear our episode from yesterday with Amplify, go check it out on any platform where you can stream your podcasts. So Artemis, how are you? Oh, you know, I'm pretty good. Uh, You know, no complaints on this end. How are you today? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, my nostril is bleeding because I got it pierced, but you know, it's just the normal stuff. Anyway, do you want to tell people who you are real quick? Sure. Um, you know, I've already said my name before, so we don't need to do that again. Um, you know, I'm a podcaster. I, uh, I, may, I host this radio show and do some interviews here or there. Uh, I'm also on the Amplify Festival podcast as well, where I also host the occasional interview episode. Just to clarify, it's no longer Amplify Festival. It's habit for us to say Amplify Festival, but we mean Amplify St. Albert out of the city of St. Albert. Continue. Yeah, Amplify St. Albert. Great name. Um <laughs> Yeah, I also like draw and write and stuff. You know, the usual. Fun, fun. What do you do, Ash? And who are you? Well, I'm Ash. I uh, I guess we'll go over pronouns again. I use they them pronouns, and I uh, I'm a musician mostly. Uh, I did a bit of writing in high school with the poetry club and just on my own, like creative writing and poetry and stuff like that. I also do photography. I just started that. Uh, I've done like the slightest bit of graphic design. And by graphic design, I mean, uh, I will open Photoshop and like put text over an image and call it a day. And then, uh, yeah, I also do these podcasts. I do Humans of Amplify Podcast Edition and Gaywire. Except I'm not really on Gaywire or Amplify for that matter very often. But we still love to have you. 
Uh, what got you into art, Artemis? Oh, you know, um, you know, uh, your parents just, you know, kind of force you into doing creative stuff because, you know, you got to do sports and you got to do something creative, you know, and, you know, I was always a bit of a, a drawer, a bit of a, an artiste, a bit of a reader, writer type person. And, uh, you know, everyone always said I had the uh, a face for radio and uh, look at me now, here I am. A face for radio, but no one will see you. Yeah, that's the joke. That's, that's, that's the joke. It, it, it's, it's a joke. It means that I'm ugly. <laughs> You're not ugly. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> what got you into art, Ash? Oh, well, it's the classic. I grew up with it. My dad's a musician. He's in a band around Edmonton. Um, my mom was in musical theater for a long time. She also played piano for a long time. So I just kind of got into it that way. Um, yeah, in terms of photography, I always thought taking pictures was cool. I always liked to take the coolest photos I could with my phone. And my uncle's also a photographer. And, you know, that's just how it is. Uh, I got into poetry just because the teacher asked me to. And it was fun. So, yeah. Um, do we want to tell everyone about a little bit about ourselves in terms of our queer identities? I don't know if I do, quite honestly. Fair enough. Would you like me to go first? Yeah. All right. Well, again, here's another cliche. I just always knew. I just never had the language for it. Because at five years old, I was, a, I, I was just under the belief that, like, oh, it's, there's only boys and girls. And because I've always been put in one category, I have to go to that category. And even if I don't fit in with either of them. And that's just how it always was with my gender and kind of the same with sexuality. I just, I just always knew. And then later on in life, I learned the language for it to communicate that with other people. So yeah, that's briefly my realization story. My coming out story, to put it very briefly, was just that I did have a lot of supportive family. I had some friends that were very supportive. Some of them weren't not so much. Uh, I did lose several friends because of this. And you know what? That's okay, because if this is what tears us apart, then that's it's not meant to be. Um, and I'm not trying to sugarcoat that at all. I'm just trying to get through it quickly. Um, yeah. Did you have anything to add? Mm. I was always a bit of a sissy boy. And then one day I was like, oh, that's why. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, so how do you feel your art and queer identity have changed since you first realized you were different? Well, um, it's just a coincidence. But in that time, I've become better at art but that's just because you know i've drawn more over the years and i've uh become older um but i would say i draw a lot cooler now i have more inspiration um of people around me who are also cool and queer who give cool and queer ideas and yeah yeah. Right. Yeah. I uh, 
I think for me, it was just, I've never written an original song, unfortunately. I've tried so hard. So for me, the biggest change was how I would write poetry and everything like that, because I was able to like express how I was truly feeling, whether it was just like in a general sense, not just regarding my queer identity and my art. I was just able to express how I was feeling or express what I was thinking about the world through my poetry and writing more than I was able to before because I felt like my identity before I was out was just this big block in the road and I wasn't able to continue with anything until I came out. So that's how it affected my poetry for sure. In terms of music, to be honest, it was just a matter of, oh, well, I don't have to change the pronouns in this song anymore. I can just say this whatever the song's about like I can just talk about that person with their pronouns because uh yeah it doesn't matter anymore that's how it affected music for the most part I uh I've been able to find more queer artists than I like to do covers of a lot of queer artists so yeah that's how it that's how it changed for me since I first realized my identity um how has it impacted your worldview Artemis? You know, you can't trust everyone. You never know people as well as you think you do. You think you know someone, but then you don't, you know, and that can be for a good thing, that can be for a bad thing, could just be, you know, a totally normal thing. But, you know, nothing's ever quite as you expect it to be. And there's uh, always surprises in life. You never know exactly what's going to happen. I, I totally, I totally agree with you. I think that when I was, especially before I came out, I was very angry and I was very anxious and I was depressed and everything like that. And everyone just kind of viewed that as like, oh, I was just very unstable. And I think that's true that you don't know what's going on for everyone, whether it's a good or bad thing. Like you don't know everything about someone. So I guess there's my take on that um, and just how I feel like people perceived me back then before I came out. So, yeah, that's just how it is sometimes, you know, people are complicated, but that also makes people cool most of the time. Do you feel like you've uh, changed as a person at all since you've uh, discovered your identity, Ash? Definitely. I think I'm a lot happier now, for sure. I'm overall happier than I was back then. I also think that my outlook on life has changed a lot since then, too, because um, that, on in addition to my chronic health problems, I just kind of realized that I was taking life for granted, you know? I was taking everything for granted. So that's definitely how I feel like I've changed as a person. I've started appreciating things more and I've started really working on my mental health and making sure that, you know, sometimes it's not my fault that I really just like can't go through something and like appreciate what's going on because of something going on personally for me. So yeah, I'd say that's how I've changed for sure. I've definitely learned to appreciate everything a little bit more. How about you? 
That's really <laughs> nice. I, I like that. Thank you for that. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm capable of being happier nowadays. Obviously, I can't always be as happy as I'm going to be, but you know, I feel like nowadays there are more, the highs are higher and the lows are about the same. And, you know, I've kind of learned that, you know, I don't take everything so seriously, guys. Everything is a joke. You know, we're all just, we're all just like monkeys traveling on a rock floating through space. Your problems are not as big as you think they are. They Reject are... humanity. Go back to monkey. Exactly. Everything is, it's... It's more manageable than you think it is. Obviously, I don't know all of your stories, but from my experience, everything is much easier than you make it out to be. I agree with you for the most part on that one. I think a lot of the time, like, especially just going through, like, my mental health and everything, I've always perceived things to be bigger and heavier than they were. And then now that I'm out of a lot of that, I've realized that it wasn't as big of a deal as I thought it was. And, you know, we've all survived all of our bad days so far. And I know not everything's that easy to get through. And I know that there's a lot that people go through that are, that's really heavy or it's really important and everything like that. But I agree with the, you know, You'll get through it, even if it doesn't seem like you will now. You will, and then you'll look back and be like, wow, I can't believe I did that. That's awesome. Um, what, would you, what would you say are, like, the individual bits and pieces that, you know, can kind of change a person? Like, wh what could you see changing you in the future, I think my my relationships of people could be what would change me the most in the future. And that's just like with anyone in general, not just like with a with a partner or something. I just feel like people in general could have the power to change me. I know that I've changed a lot. Just I've recently lost a couple of very important people to me. And that definitely did change me a lot, but for the better, because I learned how important it is to appreciate your life and appreciate everyone else's lives, you know, because sometimes they just go unexpectedly. Um, I also know that, uh, I also think that it's important to hold on to the people that are good for you. And that's what changed for me. I learned to appreciate people who were good friends and good supporters more than I did before because I didn't quite understand what was going on beforehand. So yeah, I'd say long story, long answer short, I'd say that the biggest factor that could change me as a person is just other people. How about you? Well, I'm uh, I, as everyone else, am a, uh, I am a monument of all of my ancestors' past trauma and all of their experiences. We're all just collections of little bits of personality that have been passed down from one generation to the next. 
So I would say, you know, the factors that have changed me as a person are, you know, how I interpret those uh, things that have been taken down through the generations, you know, how my family, how I perceive my family, how my family perceives me, how I perceive my friends. We're all just fragments of everything around us. Um, Very yeah. well said. That didn't make any sense, but... Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Um, so in our Amplify interview, we were talking about how art has created a safe space for us with our queer identities and just us as people. So I, the question is, have our values changed in a safe space over time since we first realized our identities since, yeah. Well, before, you know, being a straight white cis man, you know, any space I found myself in was a safe space, really. There was no place I couldn't go. Uh, nowadays, I have a, uh, you know, a few more things I would, you know, like in a place uh, that is safe, you know, such as support, you know, uh, not being in a place that uh, hates me or thinks of me as a lesser or something. And, uh, you know, just being accepted for who I am and not you know, yeah, just a place that allows me to be a person, I guess. Yeah, I totally understand that. Um, yeah, I think my values in a safe space have definitely changed over time as well, because when I first came out, I found a community that was queer friendly, still is very queer friendly, but I just found that for me personally, I a safe space also needs to be a a place that's also very accepting is of other people as who they are as their personalities because I had always felt like I had to be a different person like I had to fit your your stereotypical like high school first year high schooler that just came out and has to be involved with every single thing possible with the LGBTQ community when that's not always my thing sometimes I really do need to take a step back socially and I've I needed to find a space that would accept the fact that I sometimes I needed a break. And that's definitely how it's changed for me over time. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we covered a lot for this conversation. We did. We, we talked a lot about change and how, how we've changed and how we feel the world has changed sometimes. Um, but I guess the big question here is just how do you feel about change? You know, a lot of people will tell you that change is always good and that's not exactly true. Change is only as good or bad as you make it out to be. Any change can be accepted, can be nourished, can be can allow you to thrive. But if you fight against it, then it's not gonna it's gonna not gonna do that. So, in my opinion, change is just something that you have to accept and something that you have to, you know, let happen. Or maybe not, you know? If there is an injustice in this world, fight it. You know, I believe in you, kiddos. 
I totally agree with with how change isn't always good because sometimes things change for the worse. However, I think in the majority of cases, I think change is exciting because it introduces you to something new to learn about. Um, and when it's not good, it still provides a person with, I guess, like the, the mental tools, to put it that way, to get through that change as hard as it may be. And yeah, I guess now, now I'm starting to see why people say change is always good. Because I guess you could argue that something good does happen out of a bad change, but still a bad change. Um, yeah, that's how, that's how I feel about it. It's scary. It's exciting. It's fun. It's, it's devastating. And overall, it's pretty rad, I guess, for the I'd most say, part. I'd say so. Yeah, that's definitely, yeah. So we just, we just did two interviews for both shows. How are you feeling? <laughs> oh, like I need a, to quote Bilbo Baggins, like I need a vacation from which I may not return. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, well, that's fair. We did cover a lot of heavy stuff, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's good, right? That's a good thing. I would say so. Definitely a good thing. Needs to be said. Yeah, for sure. I'd say I'm probably also in that same boat. Um, I have 200 pierogies to make this week. So while I'm editing that, I'm also going to be making pierogies. So all the by the time this comes out, uh, I will have made all 200. And if I could, I would give some to everyone who's listening. Well, I'm sure we're going to get a lot more than 200 listeners, isn't that right, audience? Gender-neutral pierogi mom gives you all pierogies right now. Mm-hmm. Enjoy them. Enjoy them. It's like a, it's like a, I don't know, I was trying to come up with something cute, but it's, it's like a hug for your stomach, but that's weird. It's, it's warm and it's friend-shaped. Enjoy. Well, this was, this was fun, and... Yeah, it's cool to collaborate with our other podcast. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, love awesome. it. Let's do this again. Yes. Here's today's Queero, a queer hero. Audre Lorde was a Caribbean-American writer, poet, and activist. Lorde criticized feminists of the 1960s for focusing on the particular experiences and values of white middle-class women. Lorde identified issues of class, race, age, gender, sexuality, and even health. This last was added as she battled cancer in her later years as being fundamental to the female experience. She argued that by denying difference in the category of women, feminists merely passed on old systems of oppression and that in doing so, they were preventing any real lasting change. It is not our differences that divide us. It is our inability to recognize, accept, and celebrate those differences. 
Audre Lorde. And that's all the time we have for today. If you want to hear the Amplify side of this conversation, go check out Amplify's episode wherever you stream your podcasts or go check, out, check them out on Instagram as at Amplify St. Albert. Today's show was produced by Shayna Giles, Jao Victor Krieger, Terrence Adams, and us, Artemis Peasley, and Ash Linda. Daywire is a production of CJSR 88.5 FM in so-called Edmonton. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. You can find us online at gaywire.transistor.fm and on Facebook and Twitter at gaywire and on Instagram and TikTok at gaywirecjsr. Let us know what you think of the show. Hit us up in the DM sometime. Or, if you'd rather be foncer, you can also email gaywire at cgsr.com and you never know, you might just get to be part of the show. Our artwork is done by Travis Erickson, and our original music is done by Doug Hoyer and Catherine Hiltz. Until next week, stay jeezy and please stay on the line. Thank you.